Welcome my friends and family. My name is Jordan Lewis. I'll be your friend or family member today. And thank you for joining me for this episode of the Reevolve Media Revolution Podcast, featuring Arc Peace. Our brains are hardwired to make easier decisions. Decisions become easier when they are informed and are perhaps the easiest when we've made the exact same or similar decisions before. The hardest decisions we make are the ones that we have the least information about or that we've never considered having to make before. In other words, that shit that no one really trains you for or tells you about. Well, I'm about to suggest something that might be on the tip of your brain, but other external pressures might have prevented you from dabbling into these forbidden thought processes. If you don't notice being caught in between validating your goals based on the perceived successes of others, or invalidating your shitty habits based on the shittier habits of others, then maybe this statement isn't for you, but that person or those people who you are using to validate and invalidate your habits, um, that's, that's, they're toxic for you. And you're toxic for them too. They're enabling you to be toxic, you're enabling them to be toxic. It's just one big cheerleader effect of toxicity. There is some good news, however. The cycle can be broken, because it's kind of more of a a closed circuit, if you will. But yeah, how can I make such bold statements and what is the actual purpose of this knowledge? Arc Peace outlines some important perspectives and leaves behind some breadcrumbs in this interview. I'm here with Arc Peace. What's up, brother? How are you doing? Good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. So you're from Calgary, Alberta, eh? Born and raised, man. Been here my born, whole life. Born and raised. Gosh, and how long have you been in the involved in the hip-hop scene in Calgary? You know what, man? Like, I, compared to a lot of these other artists I've started interacting with, like, I, I consider myself pretty new to it. I mean, I've been making music my whole life, um, but it wasn't until two, three-ish years ago that I really decided that, you know, this is what made me happy and this is what I wanted to do with my life, so. For real, man, and what, what made you actually make that decision the two years ago? Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, this was like right around the time I was coming out of school and um, I, I knew from day one that helping people was always going to be, you know, my like way through life. It's it's what I was happy with doing and I was like doing a lot of nonprofit work and, and pretty much exclusively nonprofit work while doing music as a hobby on the side. Yeah. And I just realized that, you know, if I can make something that not only makes myself happy, but I can also take someone out of the bullshit in their lives for like three minutes at a time, then I'm like winning in the best sense possible. That's true, man. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. But how did you how did you find you came to that uh, conclusion or that that aspect of kind of just wanting to like help other people? Well, I think it's like really ingrained in hip hop as a genre, like music, absolutely as a whole, but like hip hop itself has always had such like a community focused bond to it. It spoke to me from a very, very young age. I think I was probably seven or eight the, 30, the first time I put on 36 Chambers and, <laughs> and, and was just like really pissing my mom off with that. But it's, yeah. I heard it in the music from day one. It's just, it was about, you know, some, some of these artists come from some of the worst situations, um, but rise out of that with their community through the music. That's the truth, man. And so listening to Wu-Tang back when you were seven years old, you kind of got into designing your own kind of beat since then or writing your own stuff since then, or how did that progress? Yeah, like like my, my first step into the music world, like I was always like the one subject when it came to English class in school 
that I was good at was poetry. I was always pretty dope at poetry. Um, so that kind of, I would, you know, from there I would start writing songs. So I started, you know, I taught myself how to play a handful of instruments when I was a kid, um, just like hand-me-downs and whatever we had lying around. Um, but I fell in love with playing jazz on guitar. I just, it just came so naturally. And like when you start messing around with jazz and you start messing around with blues, well, then you start messing around with sampling and you start messing around with chopping and then you start listening to Jay Dilla and then all of a sudden you're a hip hop head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just naturally evolves and progresses yeah. into what it is now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I have a question on that. Someone, someone asked me earlier, like, what happens next when hip hop, hip hop is like over and done with or stops being kind of like the main scene? What do you, what do you think the answer to that question is? Oh man, I find that fascinating. Cause like, so I went to school, like I got a business degree and yeah. one of the main reasons is, is like, I, I'm like, I'm a huge data freak when it comes okay. to a lot of things. Like I love analytics. You and know your I, stats. Yeah. I love, okay, I lo- okay. and, and like, I love checking out charts that have shown like, you know, how the po- most popular genres at the time have changed. Like without a doubt in the sixties and seventies, the most popular genre was rock and roll. Right. Like, yeah. And if we're just talking sales numbers, but right now, like there is no question hip hop is like the most dominant genre, at least I, in the Western world. Yeah, so, for sure. Do, do you have your own like charts and like graphics uh, done for these stats? Oh yeah, absolutely. I can send no them. Way. I, can, I, I can send them your way. So you, you should send them my way and we'll put them on your page when we get you up there. All right, for sure, for sure. They're, they're sick, very man. cool. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge nerd, so that it makes me happy. Uh, but if anyone else is interested in checking it out, I'm more than happy to share. Have you ever shared it with anyone before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's dope, man. People people who are also like kind of equally as interested in that kind of information as you. Yeah, and, I, and a lot of other artists as well. Like, I think it is important. Like, it, it's definitely easy to get lost in your numbers a little too much and, and worry about them too much. But it is something I think as an artist or a musician, really anything, you should pay attention to it. Just because it can give you a lot of insight uh, as long as you're reading it correctly. But uh, th- that's the yeah. truth, man. Especially you can, you can use it to identify where you are in a release. Like if you're about to make a release, if you just dropped a release or if you're a couple weeks after and see how it still uh, contends, if you don't keep up with your analytics, you're falling behind on that information and you can't really optimize and adjust. Right. Exactly. And information is power, especially when it comes to your own, whatever you're producing. And uh, like a lot of artists might not have access to it. They might not know how to look at it the right way. And like, if I can help them do that, then again, it, it all comes back to that helping people out thing. For sure, um, man. We'll make sure that information is present and available. Yeah. But back to your main question about like what's next in terms of yeah, like, I, I'm like so interested to see, cause I feel like, like EDM and electronic music is still going pretty strong, but I kind of feel like it's even changing a lot already. I and, agree. Yeah. And it's like, you know, other genres have really stuck around. I think alternative rock has started making a bit of a comeback. Like I'm noticing a lot of bands coming out with that kind of vibe and doing crazy numbers um so i don't know it'd be interesting to see i think one of the cool things about hip-hop is that it so easily blends uh any kind of genre you want like i you can hear anything from yeah like heavy dubstep hip-hop to like country hip-hop like it's crazy that was actually going to be my next question do you track those as well like the subgenres? i try not to focus on those ones as much just for the for the pure sake of like i don't have the the resources to because there's so Bang. many like that's, yeah that's a lot i'm sure like big record companies are tracking that shit all the time but they've got like million dollar servers to keep track of that so no doubt and that stuff's gonna get harder and harder to keep track of as people keep like crossing genres mid-track 
rack, right? Yeah, and and we like to put things in in boxes as people, but I think music is becoming a lot more ambiguous. That's the truth, and it's reaching a broader demographic for that reason. Yeah, like people might get mad about it, but I mean, like I, I like hip hop has changed so much since its inception in like the set like late seventies, and it, it's it's like a lot of it would be unrecognizable to someone you know in back in that time but i think it's good for the genre i think it i think evolution is what keeps it alive for sure that's crazy man so has hip-hop just kind of been the main genre for the longest time now is that is that kind of a safe thing to say i'd, I'd say like safely that hip-hop took over as as the dominant genre if you're going to talk like sales figures in the 90s for sure like when pop music was at its peak in the late 80s into the 90s and even the early 2000s rap was going rap and hip-hop was going right with it and yeah. it just it just took over. I'd say especially by like 2005, there was absolutely no question hip hop was like the biggest genre in the Western world. That's awesome. That's so like interesting to know, man. Thank you for sharing that info. And I'm really excited to see those graphics as well. Yeah, no doubt. That's dope. Let's hear about a little more about your uh, your work with uh, nonprofits and uh, your community support work as well outside of music. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually I help I still uh, work with a charity I helped start out of uh, university. No um, way. Yeah, of, it, that's Mount Royal, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. And uh, it's uh, the focus of the charity is, is human trafficking um, within Canada specifically. Like we started as, very, of course, we're Calgary focused, but, you know, we've had the good fortune of doing really well and having some like really amazing supporters come on That's our side. Fantastic. So yeah. we can call ourselves a national uh, charity now at this point. That's brilliant, man. Yeah. It's, elaborate more on that. I'm very curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's called Not In My City. Um, look it up on whatever social platform or like the, the website, of course, notmycity.ca. A lot of really good information on there. There's a lot of misconceptions about human trafficking. And me personally, like I grew up in a house, just me, my sister, and my mom. So I grew up in a female dominated household. Yeah. And uh, when I started hearing more and more about this in university in one of my classes that eventually led to the inception of this charity, um, I, you know, I like, it, it breaks your heart, but it, it is also like most people think that human trafficking victims are shipped in from overseas and shit like that. And it's not true. It's like, no, they go after university students. They go after what you would consider like middle-class girls and things. And like, I'm like, that, that could be my sister, you know? Yeah. So, like, and how, are yeah. we talking about the people that kind of just get scooped up and then suddenly they're gone? Or are we talking about more the people yeah, who are kind of I'm, groomed into it? Definitely grooming. I mean, I can go into this for hours and hours and hours, but like, the no, I wouldn't thing, doubt yeah. it, man. I wouldn't <laughs> the, doubt it. The big thing is like, oftentimes the, the evil of it is that the, the trafficker starts as a boyfriend, as a support line, as, as this and that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we need a little bit more money for rent. Why don't you do this? And then we need more. And then we, and then before you know it, it's like, she's, it's slavery. Like it is slavery. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a person held against their will, forced to do something with obviously no compensation. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's slavery. And so I'm going to guess just by your, uh, your kind of success that you've been talking about and being able to expand beyond the borders of the city, that this is, this is more than prevalent across the nation. Yeah. I mean, even when we started getting into it, I had no idea 
the scope that you have. Cause like we, you know, we lived in, we live in a pretty good country. Like we, I would say that, you know, a lot of Canadians live in that top 1% of life in the world, but we still have a lot of these big problems. We need to, we need to be more uh, focused in on. And it's hard to look at it sometimes, but we need to look at it. I agree, man. That's, that's crazy. I'm glad you're bringing attention to that and shining a light on a very, very, very dark issue. Well, and but- we, we can't do it without the city. So that's why I'm like the supporters make it happen. That's true, man. You've got our full support all the way. I'm, I'm excited to see how that grows alongside with your artistry. I'm so happy that, that we've learned that about you. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that. It's funny, the the uh, the main founder of the charity is a country music artist named Paul Brandt. Uh, no way. Who's a, who's a born and raised Calgary boy, too. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, so I Paul and I always uh kind of joke with each other because i'm not the biggest fan of country music and he's not the biggest fan of hip-hop music no way but we you know we we uh we have a healthy relationship there in, in making fun about that that's so funny that you have that connection too because i'm on the side of the hip-hop heads right and everybody it's funny because nobody on hip-hop likes country unless you're kind of crossing genres a little bit yeah you typically get that that mix back i've never heard what life's like on the other side i didn't know they didn't like us either yeah well it's it's interesting it's like even though i'm not the biggest fan of country music there's a lot of themes in it that i think line up with hip-hop if you look deep enough um but they are very opposing genres even just audibly <laughs> do you think it's possible that uh, country as a genre has just been around and so popular for so long that uh like similar to how hip-hop's got tons of subgenres, that country also has tons of subgenres that we're not aware of and that's why people kind of dismiss it i think so too yeah because like you talk into country then you can get on the folk slot side you can get into bluegrass you can get into like all these weird subgenres because it's like hip, the one thing i think is the most similar between hip-hop and country music is it's music born out of not a whole lot um, you know, like hip hop, like it's about to come up. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, like a lot of these, a lot of really big country artists were very poor. Um, they were, you know, playing with hand-me-down instruments, the, everything sounded like crap and, but they just kept grinding and, and hip hop was, I think in, in a very similar sense, it's like a lot of these kids didn't have money for music lessons or to buy new instruments or to, they just, you just work with what you got. That's for real, man. And sometimes that's just your voice. Right. And that's, that's like kind of the bread and butter of hip hop and in country with, uh, with just the voice and like a guitar or, or uh yeah i said that weird but you know what i mean yeah 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 it's just <laughs> it's it's expressing the pain that you've got yeah so let's move on to talking about your uh elevating in the yyc hip-hop mm-hmm. community or trying to elevate the yyc hip-hop community Tell me sure. about that and recently getting more involved as well yeah because i think uh being like like the yyc hip-hop scene it's it's always a scene i've i've attended in terms of a fan and, and as an audience member and as someone who just really, really, really loves the culture. And yeah, I think just we're trying a, to support it. Yeah. And I think we're in a really unique position where the YYC hip hop community is mad slept on, like no doubt. I um, agree. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. But that does give us the opportunity to surprise people. Right. And just come out as the true underdogs. I agree with that as well. Yeah. And like, you know, people didn't look at, the six before Drake blew up Toronto. And now you've got like, Toronto's got so many artists. It's, it's considered like LA of Canada, right? Like it's, it's, uh, it's just what you got to do. Like, and, and, and people might say, well, yeah, it was just Drake. It wasn't just Drake. Like it was like, it was Tory. It was Nav. It was like all these other artists that, that made Toronto what it is. Like, that's true. And would you kind of say that Drake might've led the pack, but it was definitely the push from the others that, that made Toronto kind of what it is today. Yeah. Like Drake, Drake led the pack in popularity 
popularity, no doubt. And he got people paying attention and you, you can't take that away from him. I think he's a brilliant artist. Um, but it's like, with, if he was the only one, then people would get bored eventually. For sure. For sure. So what have you been doing lately or maybe not lately? Let's talk about like pre COVID, I guess, when you could actually go out and kind of support the community. What, what were your main things to do then? Uh, I loved checking out like pop-up shows and everything. Most of what 10 at 10 does, I think is so dope and uh, Benny and everything and everything that he's got going on in the city. Yeah. Um, I, I always like to help out artists too, that are also on the come up like myself. Like if I'm able to mix something for them or lay down a verse, I'm not going to charge for that kind of stuff. Like I just, I just want everybody to be making dope music. So it, that's the way I like to contribute. That's awesome, man. That's, that's, that's so cool of you. Yeah. Well, um, it's like my, uh, my engineer who is, and, and slash produced a couple of my tracks is, uh, him and I have been best friends since the fourth grade and we spent a ton of money investing into a home studio and not everybody's got a home studio. So we like, we like having artists come in and and use it, uh, and try and get their stuff sounding really clean too. That's so cool. So he's your roommate too then, eh? No, actually we do live separately. He's got a, he's actually getting married next week. So him and his fiance live together. Hey, okay. I see. Uh, That's so cool, man. But you guys have been working together side by side for a very long time then, hey? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like, I I really do believe like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without him. Like a big part of what got me recording those first tracks and really starting to take it seriously. And and I was like, like that first realization of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not horrible at this. I could, if I really work at it, I could do something. But that, that came from him pushing me. That's crazy, man. Did you name drop him yet? I didn't, I don't remember. Yeah. So right now he's going by the name Lousy, uh, L-A-O-Z-I. Um, you can hit him up. I'll, uh, I'll send you links to his stuff too. He stay, he likes to stay pretty quiet, but he's also my co-partner in, in, in like our own little independent label we've started called make peace records. That's dope, um, man. So he handles mostly kind of the back end stuff. Yeah. Actually, so he handles like, cause right now we're producing a lot of beats for, you know, other artists, some to sell, some for free, that kind of thing, doing remixes and all this stuff um, all right. and offering like mixing and mastering and services and, and all that good stuff. Uh, so he handles a lot of the production side of things there i'll come in as an extra set of ears or help them with a beat or you know that kind of thing that kind of perspective uh but i handle the business side of the 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 record company and and he definitely is is uh the artist when it comes to that stuff that's cool and what's the label that you guys run by yeah so it's it's make peace records you can uh you can hit us up on on whatever platform uh you've got that you like to use you'll see us that's so dope man all right let's get let's get into a bit more of uh or a bit more specifically into your music here um so we'll start back you started releasing music last year right yeah yeah i got man i guess it was it was like a little bit before last year i've taken down some of the early tracks there why is that it's just about you know it's like some stuff just as you improve as you get better um i think it's really important to release that early stuff but you do get to a point where you listen back to it and you're like i'm I'm 10 times better than this now we don't need this here anymore yeah and you don't even want to be related to it yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm never, I'm never like embarrassed when someone is like a big fan of an older track I've done. And I've even had people reach out to me being like, Hey, why can't I listen to this track on Spotify anymore? And I'll just send them the raw file. But uh, nice. yeah, but like, it's just, it's, it's for me. And I do think it is a, uh, it, it is important to like represent like that initial hit of music. Someone's going to get when they start listening to you is really important. And I want to make sure it's the best it can be. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. That's amazing. So what, to, what is the first track that you released uh, that, still available to us is that is that either it's either for you or the office 
I think The Office was before for you. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk a bit about The Office. Actually, uh, what I'm seeing from your music, man, and I I love this a lot, is that you kind of had the transition. It's it's actually just so true and honest, and it just shows where you were in your life when you were writing or making this track. Do you, so, did you were you writing your tracks kind of simultaneously, or did you just do one track and then the next, then the next? Um, well, first of all, thank you for the compliments. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, um, man. It's like a cohesive project. Like everything you've put out, it's awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that, and that's that's the goal. But not to your question, I definitely have i'd say at any given time like i'm actually just looking at my in progress folder right now yeah. and I, i've got at the moment like 20 tracks going on right now okay all right and, and uh i mean i've got a bunch other that are actually ready for the studio so i'm never i usually like have multiple different songs going at any given time because i like having the variety depending on what kind of mood i'm in in that day but when a song gets close enough to be ready to finally come out i definitely like start to laser that one out that's awesome man and so then how do you plan on the order of releasing them uh in the past it was very like just spontaneous and whatever i was feeling like um i think lately i've gotten a little bit more uh strategic with with putting out songs and putting them out as into like small groupings rather than doing singles because singles are great when you're building because you can give people like that repetitive constant you know hit of music um but i I'm, i'm starting to move to projects a little bit more now that's interesting see i hear both sides of that as well people moving away from projects and people moving towards can you tell me your thought process behind that yeah it's interesting because I'm, I'm, I, I, I still think at the end of the day, the artist should do whatever they just feel is right and whatever is going to be the most honest work that they can throw out. Like if they've got this amazing single track that just doesn't fit on an album, I mean, release the single, like drop it, just do it. Um, maybe, you know, if you released it together with something or maybe if you waited a day, yeah, you would have got some extra listeners or whatever. But I don't think it's it's worth it to worry about that. That's fair because there's no actual secret to success or no right way to do it, right? No, definitely not. You just got to be honest and and work hard. That's dope, man. I love that. So so back onto the office. I'm going to actually go through what what I found what yeah. your tracks meant, just because because I feel like I can tell kind of cohesively what all the tracks mean and what they kind of sum up to in in your most recent drop, your project. Uh, what's the title of that one? To Good Health, your five yeah. track there. Yeah. Yes. So we'll start with the office. Um, just chatting about that. This is this is kind of you wanting to be happy in your nine to five and just stepping away from the norm, right? Yeah, you nailed it, man. I was I I actually wrote, I did write that song in probably the course of two days. Because I was just not, I'm not going to name the place I was working at at the time, but I just really wasn't having a good time. What were you doing? You you had a business degree, right? Yeah. Again, it was, it was another nonprofit institution I was working at alongside not in my city at the time, still making music and everything, but it was the bread and butter. It was, you know, what was paying the bills. Yeah, for Um, sure. I haven't taken a salary from not in my city for a very long time. I, I don't feel it's right, but this is what was giving me my money. But Again, I'm not going to name the name of the place. Uh, I just wasn't agreeing with a lot of the decisions they were making, and I just was not very happy there. So, did you try to did you try to make input into those decisions, and it was just battered away? Yeah, hundred percent. I th- I think it's very important if you if you are in a position where you can make your voice heard on something that's really bothering you, and you think it's really important, then you should. I think you Absolutely. have a responsibility to. Um, but. Unfortunately, when you're so low down in the in the rankings, sometimes they just don't give a shit about what you've got to say. That's the truth. And so conversely, I want to say that it's super important if you're in a power of position 
uh, power position, position <laughs> of power, that you ask your your lower level people what you're doing wrong and what you can do better. A hundred percent, man. I and find I'm, nobody yeah. does that. I, they don't, and and it, everything that's been going on with the Black Lives Matter movement right now, you know, in our city specifically, I'm seeing a lot of individuals, but a lot of organizations also not doing as much as they could be doing. Right, and just doing kind of the bare minimum to say that they did. Absolutely, and and also just trying to trying to shove it off, trying to just say a very PC statement and try to carry on. And and I'm like, the point's not to put out this fire right now, guys. The fire is yeah. important. Like we need it. Exactly, and it's it's crazy because that's actually kind of feeding into the side into the opposite side, right? Because I guess a lot of people are facing backlash when they state their position on the case, and obviously on one side you're getting the rational backlash, and then on the other side you're getting the people who just don't agree with the movement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and unfortunately, like we like to point our fingers at the U.S. all the time and say, "Oh, well, we're not as bad as them." We kind of are in times, though, and it, you know, I I think you talk to any person of color who lives in Calgary, they're going to tell you uh, they've had racist experiences, like really brutal racist experiences here in Calgary. And to me, that's not acceptable. Like, and it needs to change. I agree, man. It's definitely a problem across the board. No one's really exempt from uh, the systematic oppression that we've been facing for such a long time. Exactly. But let's not dive into that. Let's go into. Yeah, sure. Maybe Sorry. we'll talk about that if yeah, we have yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go to. We'll go to your next track. Stuck. You got that uh, mixed by Flunk. Tell me who Flunk is. So Flunk is actually what my bro Lousy was going by for a while. That was uh, originally his name. Uh, gotcha. He changed it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that was my first track that I think I got. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the first one I got over 10k listens on. Oh, nice, dude! How'd you get that? What's the just, secret? Just, dude, honestly, when I dropped that, I I liked it, and I mean, my friends liked it. I thought people were gonna like it. I didn't think people would like it as much as they did. Yeah. Uh, and even looking back on it, I'm like, man, like we could have mixed this better, and like we could have done this better. That's but, dope. But yeah, no, like people still like every time I check my Spotify like artist dashboard, people are still listening to that track. That's crazy, man. Um, and then more into the lyrics of that song as well. Um, I'm seeing that you're kind of looking at your stuck in your ways in a in a good way, and like your your kind of newfound ways and your hip hop ways is that, and kind of accepting your identity and your role in that is that kind of kind of what you're going for there. Yeah, like it was it was kind of like I wanted the song to come across as it was weird because I'm like, I'm talking about being stuck in my ways, but I'm also talking about changing at the same time. And the point was to be stuck in the idea of, of changing and pursuing this. Um, if that makes any sense, <laughs> I, I, I think it makes sense. It's, it's more of a transitional stuck. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. And like the, uh, the, the producer who helped make the song too, his name's side. He's, uh, he's out of Brooklyn. He, uh, he was also just like entering the, the culture, like the community, the hip hop community, everything. Um, and, and we were spitballing ideas for this, this song and, uh, he, he felt the same way. So it just came very organically. That's dope, man. Uh, we're, we're pushing in this first half pretty far. So I'm going to kind of rush through the second mm-hmm. half of your, your first year. Not rush. I will still give it some justice because obviously I'm going to cut and paste. Just I don't want ru- us to run out of time here. Yeah, for sure. Dope. Okay. So your next track, Better. Um, am I right in saying that this is you kind of like leaving a part of your past behind or, or uh, kind of is, is it kind of letting go of people or is it like your your ego or what, what do you kind of... 
Yeah, it's it's it, like that song and uh, other track for you that came out like right after it were kind of along the same vein of it's wishing the best for myself. It's wishing the best for the people around me. It's wishing the like the absolute best for my fans. Um, but at the same at the same time, like 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 things are things are going to change. Things are going to be different. Um, and I might you know we might go different ways in life. But I I just I still wish the best for you kind of thing. Yeah. And then so what made you come to that kind of acknowledgement or a kind of realization that you had to do that i just i just think the the ultimate form of self-respect you can have for yourself is to show love to someone who might even show hate towards you and that's a really hard thing to do and i'm not saying i'm the best at doing that like it's a hard thing to learn but i think it's it's the right thing to strive for and that just trickles down instead of just always being like you know what like you were you were a chapter in my life you're part of my life you contributed to my life uh thank you for that um but like i gotta go this way i agree wholeheartedly with that man that's for sure all right, and then moving on to to Beam. Actually, I kind of want to elaborate on that a little bit more on your on your track. It was better that we were talking about just yeah. right now. No, okay, let's let's move on. Actually, let's let's go. Let's yeah. <laughs> this is your show, man. You do what you want to do. Yeah, no, we're gonna hit the thirty minute mark when I was aiming for twenty, but that's that's all cool. We'll hit thirty and we'll take a break. But we'll talk about we'll talk about on the move. Uh, this this is you uh, kind of yeah. past that past that kind of relieving or acknowledging the stuff that kind of I guess isn't focused on your your hustle and your future, and you're you're kind of talking about your hustle and your future, and you're a little bit speaking it to, into reality. This this is a turn up song though, man. Like let's call this it is what a turn it up is. song. This, yeah. This, <laughs> <laughs> let's be real like not i don't i mean there's sometimes you don't want to necessarily say anything super deep sometimes you just want a song that you and your friends throw together in an afternoon and have a lot of fun writing For out sure. and, and just being it just being a goon sometimes like it's fun so it's a, it's a bit of a flex yeah i like i don't like the idea of of flexing on the most part I wanted this song to come across more as just like like I'm a I'm a silly dude and this is how I like to have fun like gotcha. that, yeah like I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily rub anything into anyone's face um, it's just like I'm confident in what I'm doing but I'm also having a ton of fun doing it that's the beauty of it man and may I ask how that track's doing in your demographic or sorry analytics. That one's doing pretty good too, actually. That one's that one's still kind of up there. Because as a turn as a turn up track, it would be that track on that specific playlist that people are listening to when they're partying, right? Yeah, I noticed like like that like that one. It uh, it doesn't get played. It's not like my number one played or anything like that. But it's it definitely has some of the most saves to like other people's playlists. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. badass. It's good. it's a good one to like throw in there with other stuff. Yeah, and then I think I think you finished 2019 with the track Beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's like kind of you're kind of portraying all about what your your focus is right now, and like your focus past past school. And let's actually talk about your uh, your schooling at Mount Royal yeah. and relating to that song. Yeah, like it's uh, Beam. Beam was interesting because it, it was still again it was in the vein of a turn up. I wrote this one pretty close to on the move, and uh, this one though I wanted it to be a little bit more like a little bit trippier to it, a little bit more acknowledgement of where I'm from and, and some inspirations I've had in there. Like I've, I've snuck some people into the bars and things like that. And I yeah. talk about Mount Royal. I talk about my high school. Um, cause like even today when I run into people I went to school with, you know, they barely recognize me. Um, just cause I've always been like this, but it's only recently that I really started to own it. So that's awesome, man. And so, so what was school for you or who was, who was arc piece back in those days? I was like, man, like straight up, I, I think of myself as like a really weird kid. 
Um, like, like I, was, I, was or still is? I, 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 oh, I mean, I definitely still am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, people just like me more now. Uh, uh, fair, fair. Yeah, I find as you get older, it's the weird kids that start really making moves on societies, man, because they're the ones working. But, Isn't uh, that the truth? They're the one who uh, stepped away from the the strategy, the regular pace, right? Yeah, man. I mean, Bill Gates said it. Be nice to the nerds. They'll be your boss one day. That's the truth. But uh, no, it was it was. I, I definitely was like I had, I had friends like my friend like court friend group through school and everything, which I was really fortunate to have. Um, but I like all through school, I was just I was focused on just doing stuff and working. Like I I've been working since I was fifteen, and like I I mean I had my parties, I had my fun in school, I had my turn up days, and everything like that. But I was definitely a weird kid who was just like way too obsessed with his passions to give a shit about a lot of the trendy stuff. And in, in school, when you're not into the trendy stuff, you're the weird kid. Yeah, that's totally fair. But at least you pushed through and still got your degree there, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I had, like, like high school was tons of fun. Uh, university was a different kind of fun. Still fun, though. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, you get a lot of independence at that point in your life, um, whether you want it or not. Uh, but like, it was the first time I was learning something that I wanted to really learn. Um, cause even though I was still so heavy uh, into music as a passion, then knowing business helped it, it's to this day still like, I don't regret going to school at all. Cause I learned For so sure. much that I can use in the music. And you're probably definitely going to use it all. And it's all going to take a play in your success in the near future. I wouldn't doubt that. I, I, I like to hope so. I mean, um, I would like to see someone try and slide a, a bullshit contract my way. Cause that's there not going to gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> Has that happened? Uh, I, I've, I've had I've had a few people try to do some some shady shit with some clever wording. Um, oh, interesting! So it was actually malicious. Oh, absolutely, and that's where I feel like that's where I get really concerned with artists that maybe don't have the same kind of experiences with this because sure. it's, it's really easy to fool somebody in the business world with with legal talk and shit. For sure, man. There's a reason that the trap is designed the way it is. Con men have evolved too, right? Absolutely, yeah. And it's like I mean. I'm not trying to hate on every single label out there, but you hear about some of the stuff the labels do, and it's like the labels are being the con, man. I, I agree, man. And, you're, and we're talking like from the largest labels that you can name to even the small guys there. They're just like kind of fucking, fucking the people that are their product. That's the thing, and, and they're treating people like products. And I get it. At the end of the day, money is is the bottom line for most things. But I, I'm I, I really like that. Like I think artists going more independent, starting up their own labels and everything like that is becoming the trend, becoming the norm. And uh, I think it's the right way to go. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I know no, we're no, running no. out of time. <laughs> you may, no, no, no. We're not actually running out of time. Like uh, I got time. It's just, I just try to keep it in a window because then, then the, the mixing mastering post is going to be a fucking nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, let's, let's actually just take a quick break here. Yeah, for sure. We're going to listen to Arc Pieces track way back when. Way back when Ladies used to tell me I was funny But I don't see them laughing at the money Way back when We came to class high, I'll put it bluntly Every day read a fine study Way back when 2 a.m. corner store junkie, addicted to the slummies getting gully. Way back when, always used to dressing something funky. Hat snapped back like a bungee. 
Let me start first just by keeping it real I probably honestly would consider taking a deal If it meant every cent went to helping me feel It's common sense, would expect, okay I'm done with my spiel Lifting liquor was my appeal Cause my arms was getting strong like my first name Neil Kept a handle on my mental grip and GM steel Busted up, oxygen setting Pontiac on the wheel Mental had me feeling like a dummy Wanting all this bread but I'm still feeling crummy See, people used to say I was lucky Trust me buddy, you ain't never taking nothing from me Way back when Ladies used to tell me I was funny But I don't see them laughing at the money Way back when We came to class high, I'll put it bluntly Every day redefine study Way back when 2am corner store junkie Addicted to the slummies getting gully Way back when Always used to dress in something funky Hat snapped back like a bungee I had a thing with August, but I left her in June And I would've saved some profit, could've spent it on booze Yeah, we talked about life and all the things we could do Cause the future seemed bright and we had nothing to lose But you blew your own cover, you regret what you choose Say you'd smoke your own mother, now go choke on the fumes You a vibe, villain, lover, eating vomitous food And I told you, motherfucker, I'm addicted to dope At least I can say I learned my lesson I've reassured myself, got straight and cut the guessing Well, now I'm all in on progression Cause if you got it, then you got it, no exceptions Way back when Ladies used to tell me I was funny But I don't see them laughing at the money Way back when We came to class high, I'll put it bluntly Every day, redefine study Way back when 2am corner store junkie Addicted to the slummies getting gully Way back when Always used to dress in something funky Hat snapped back like a bungee Way back. I readjusted vision, kept my focus in frame Now I'm working on my flame to up my confidence game See my aim was on shame and pinpointed on pain Cause it's hard to see the sun when you drown in the rain Yeah, jack of all trades, yes I do most things And I wanna cop a jet so I can stretch my wings To sustain my reign, I wanna pop champagne Cause how the fuck you touch me if the sky's my lane? One last thing I gotta mention You gotta stop making doubt and misery your best friend Yeah, improve your mind state, that's the lesson Then drop ties with the fake ones on your tail end Peace ladies, ladies, ladies used to tell me I was funny But I don't see them laughing at the money Way back when We came to class high, I'll put it bluntly Every day, redefine study Way back when 2am corner store junkie Addicted to the slummies getting gully Way back when Always used to dress in something funky Hat snapped back like a bungee Way back when All right, and we're back with Arik Peace. How you feeling, bro? Feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. Yeah. I'm having a dope time. Yeah, that's that's good to hear, man. You and me both. You and me both. Um, so let's let's get on. We were talking about your uh, your tracks there. I think the last one we left off on was Beam. So let's let's move on. I, I think uh, and correct me if I'm ever wrong or if you ever like feel like interjecting on this. But your next one would be Certified Life. Yeah, that's correct. All right, let's 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 hear about your thoughts on that track and your process on it, man. Because I feel like individually, all of your tracks just kind of convey one specific aspect, and you just you just kind of extrapolate on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like C- Certified Life was this track I started writing because I start like this is this was at the point where I was 
no, I don't like to use the term blowing up. It's not accurate, but I, I, I've been getting more attention and people in my life, uh, that well, not like, not directly in my life, but like people that knew me, but didn't know that this was what I was doing now started reaching out to me and being like, is this actually you? Did you actually make it like just being really, really shitty about why were they skeptical? I I just, they just didn't know me enough, I guess. And yeah. And I mean, like I've, I've never been super, super public until now with music I've made. So maybe that's it too. But, um, yeah, I started, started writing it as, uh, like, uh, like a few lines in it, like mock the people that are hearing that I'm a rapper now. And they're like, no, that just doesn't sound right. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but I, I, I flipped that up of like, no, like this is what's happening. And this is like sort of like certifiably what I am doing. Like you're hearing it from the source. This is me. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, def- I definitely yeah. picked that up from the track too, man. It's like, you're, you're certifying your focus on music and, and you're kind of just like abandoning the previous distractions as well. Yeah. Like focusing in on the work, um, just saying, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like a fuck you haters kind of vibe, but it is a, uh, like, the, like, like, I'm not going to stop doing this. For sure. Like this, this is the new grind. This is the new focus or this is, this is like the main core of your existence. Yeah. Like when, when people think of me now, this is what they need to think about. Gotcha. And what exactly do you want that thought to be like, as soon as you come to their head, like what would you, or let's say, let's say what's the thought that comes to your head when you think about yourself immediately? Yeah. Cause I mean like being known as a rapper is the, is the goal is the idea I like, but like, I think people get uh image in their head when they think of a rapper, um, not, I'm not talking like a stereotype or anything, but we all have our different idea of what a rapper is. For sure. What I would love to be considered in that mental space of someone is an artist more so than anything. You think of artists as very, you know, I think the, when we think about artists, we think about that a little bit more similar than when we, we think about a rapper. I agree, man. And I think that's a little bit because sometimes when you think of an artist, the first thing you think of, <clears throat> sorry, is, is kind of someone who does like paper to pen, pen to paper, sorry, yeah, or so like painting. Think of stuff a, like that. a creative person, someone who produces something. Exactly, exactly. And then we want to lean that more into thinking about that in as like the rapper is the artist instead of just a rapper, right? Exactly. It's kind of bringing more dignity to the term. I, I, I believe like, yeah, that's the right. Like where, like wearing, saying that I'm a rapper is like a badge of honor in my opinion, but uh, it, it, uh, it doesn't hold what it should, I guess. That's and, awesome, man. Yeah. I like that term as a badge of honor. Yeah. I, I think beautiful. I think I think it is. It's it's hard for any rapper to to say that they're a rapper starting out. It's a hard thing to to be that confident with it and just tell everybody like that that's who you are. That's very true. Do you think that's important to kind of accept that as your identity? And did that take a while for you? Like you, I guess you released uh, quite a few tracks before people started coming out to you that and wondering why you're releasing music, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely it it took some time because I think I do believe that like saying it out loud enough in those situations you really take it to heart too like you you're you're reinforcing your idea about yourself which is really important um but yeah yeah like it 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 was a little while before i i I started saying like yeah i'm i'm arc and i and i rap that's fair man that's dope and then and then with your next track you you kind of state how you feel about being arc and being a rapper uh like we're talking after certified life yeah your track called proud yeah yeah proud was proud was a super fun one because I started thinking about 
like this is when things had started like because i had at this point stuck was doing good on the move was i had a few i had a, like a handful of tracks that were doing okay yeah and uh i started seeing actual like streaming money coming in i i got like my artist youtube channel like i things were going good yeah and how, uh, how directly related to that is your like coming to clarity of that's what you wanted to do or who, that's what you wanted to be it's that i mean there's no one you, like if someone says that doesn't reinforce what they're doing they're a liar like everybody likes to see <laughs> i'm sorry but everybody likes to see those green up arrows when it comes to all of their metrics that's the um, truth and it does it, it helps you push through some of those some of those days where maybe you don't feel like practicing or maybe you don't feel like writing something you you know it helps you it helps you get over that but uh yeah proud was all about being i i don't i think pride's a very deadly thing for a lot of people to have i agree um, i think making people proud is the goal i think that it's like you should you should be proud of of your accomplishments only because they improve the lives of those around you that's true um, yeah I, I i don't like to say well i'm i'm proud just for being me i'm like okay i'm proud but why about what like what have i done what have i made like who have i impacted um and it was the song was all about like like looking at the canadian hip-hop artists who's come before me like watching them so closely and having so much respect for them coming out for the whole country because i think as canadians we do like to think of ourselves more as a country rather than what city or you know what province We, we we like to just call ourselves canadians that's true um but yeah that's that's what that song is all about is just like i gotta do this to make other people proud and like that's that's the goal that's awesome so like in a sense you're kind of making other people proud by showing how proud you are and just kind of exemplifying that standard yeah kind of like of like i'm i'm pursuing what i should have been pursuing this whole time and i'm very excited about that maybe that can reflect on you in some way um, hey I, so so this is kind of like the shortcut for people who haven't even even thought about it yet yeah yeah totally like uh, yeah 100 percent Sorry, <laughs> Honestly, I, like, yeah, you know, summed it up really well. It's, I want to say like that because I want to sum your entire like series of music is like it's actually like kind of a manual to get to that state of mind, and it's actually kind of like the timeline of how you got to that state of mind. Yeah, man, I really it's, it's appreciate really, really you cool. saying that. No one has ever called it that before, and I really like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that first of all and use it going yeah, forward, dude. For sure, of course, <laughs> but of course. Thank you. But thank if you. you. If you use it before the interview drops, though, you better give me a little touch of credit. <laughs> Oh, 100%. 100%. No, I'm, I'm playing, man. I'm playing, man. I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. You transfer a little appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> Just send me some good vibes and we'll be cool. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, no, for sure. I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little bit a little bit later, but let's talk about the next track, Hectic. And I feel like you probably were writing this simultaneously with Proud. Yeah, actually, you called it. I, I absolutely was. Because um, this one was a little bit more... I got a little bit more serious with this one. Proud was like a very uplifting kind of feel. And that's what I wanted yeah. it to be. I wanted yeah. it to be, I wanted it to make people feel good. Uh, this one though was like a little more serious. Like I wanted to, I wanted to speak a little bit on, on this one. I wanted to say some things. Yeah. You touch a little bit of the the grayer side or the darker side of, yeah, of what Proud could have It's just like, it's just the honest side of it. I think okay. Cause like okay. it's, it's, it's hard to cut people out of your life when you know they're toxic. It's hard to lose people around you to, for whatever reason, it's hard to like be, be honest about who you are and just own that shit. It's, it's hard. And it's like, it's amazing when people are able to do it, but I don't think people talk about how you get there enough. 
They, you, that's true. Yeah, you just see the end product. It's kind of a step that's missed. And I think I feel like what we were talking about earlier, and this was this was off the record, but that underdog thing is not a not a lot of people hear about how long and how like tedious and how like unfulfilling that process can be, right? Yeah, like if you're looking at something like this and you're like, I could do that or this is easy, then you're not looking at it closely enough. Like yeah, that's just facts. You have no idea what it actually is. Yeah, like uh, I think if a smarter person would be able to be like, oh shit no this this is serious this this takes some crazy work like you got to respect that i agree and then and then not only that but uh, an even smarter person will will make their own thoughts come from it like they'll they'll have their own perspective they'll they'll, they'll acknowledge what you're saying but they'll see how it relates to them and have their own entirely unique perspective yeah exactly that's fucking awesome man i love that um one, one of the ways that i tried to describe your, your track hectic was that it's like kind of coming to terms with those gaps in your life like as you explained like letting go of all, of all those things that didn't really serve you but then also kind of like like defragmenting that mind space yeah that's a good way that's a good way of putting it because i can really think of another way yeah no because true because i do bounce around quite a bit in terms of topic with this song because i do think that if you're going to tell people well okay go own what you're going to do and then show out and i'm not doing that in the next line it's a little hypocritical so if i'm going to say like work really hard at this build a community and then i'm not able to say something sick immediately after as a rapper <laughs> it's important like it's it's important because um, you're, you're not you're not an artist at all at that point you're literally just kind of like i don't know a computer could do that i'm a lecturer like that you're a lecturer exactly yeah, yeah. and and you should still enjoy the song you should it shouldn't feel like i'm i'm down talking anybody or or being like a disappointed parent i hate that shit yeah i feel that i feel that man and, yeah. and speak, speaking of bouncing from topic to topic uh i'll bring up a couple of topics maybe in that song because you, you did talk about quite a bit but Let's elaborate on maybe like fuck the police. What's what's that about, man? Why, why, are, you fuck, why are you saying fuck such a respectable and well built and structured man, and beautiful? I, fuck, man! Like it's the whole the whole. I understand every time you say something like defund the police, and you'll immediately get people who are abrasive to that statement. It but goes the state, against their core beliefs. It, but it, every fiber of their being resents it's, it. It's weird though because the statement itself, just to defund the police, does not mean abolish police. It doesn't it, mean fire police. It, it doesn't. Well, it does sometimes. You're right. You're right. But, but it just means hey, we're going to take some of the money that's not working and put it to something that is working. That's all. <laughs> like I don't understand. And I think that's the main thing why people are against is they don't understand that that's all that it means is to put it into better resources to help the police if that. Yeah, it's like no no city in, in any good conscience is going to do something that increases crime. Uh, like, don't worry about that. That's not like this is you're going to see better results doing this. Like exactly. if, you're, if you're worried about, you know, violence and whatever it is you're worried about hurting you in your life, then you want someone to protect you from that. This is, this can do that. And it's cause like not every problem should be solved with jail bars or a bullet. And that's just light. Like that's life. That's the truth, man. And I, I think it sums it up that it's not There's, it's not that there's going to be more criminals. If we defund the police, there's just no. going to be more rehabilitation. 
Exactly. And it's like when these people can fix whatever is inside them that's got them to that place, they can be productive with the rest of us again, like in whatever way that is for them. Dude, imagine how big of a step that would be for our society. Like imagine if Canadians led the front on that and then it kind of like infected the rest of the world with that mentality. Sorry, infected is probably not a great word to use right no, now. Idea, but you know ideas, I mean? ideas are infectious. And I think that would be something that Canadians could really be proud about. You know, like that would be something that we could say yeah, like this is a really good thing we've done. What do you think would be, and I'll give you my idea after you give me yours, but what do you think would be the best way to to get people on the side of defunding the police in the respect that it's a, it's like a fantastic idea that helps everybody involved and we're not kind of shitting on anyone. I, I think what they like what people would respond to most and unfortunately this does require that people have you know a basic level of sympathy and empathy. But if you start getting more and more people telling their stories of not just their negative experiences with police, but how positive uh, rehabilitation techniques aside from prison have changed their lives. And cause that's just showing the rest of the people that this works. Like if you give them proof that it'll work, you know, they're a little bit more inclined to come onto the right side of the fence. I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. Yeah. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, that's, that's a brilliant idea. And I think we should definitely use that. Do you think we're actually doing or making steps to make that happen to prove that the alternative uh, resources will work? I hope so. I, I, I think we're still so we're, we're so close to just the starting line for that process though. Right now. Like, yeah, I, I really feel like we've only taken like a step or two in the right direction. Right. Like I agree. It Egypt, like, like people are just starting to talk about it now. Like it's, it takes time. Okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my solution. And I literally just thought of this while I thought of this while we were talking just now. So this is kind of like a co idea. if If you will have this with me. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine if we get the police on the side of defunding the police and not and like from the perspective of if they if we could give them the resources to learn the different jobs that would replace it, you know, because they're already kind of trained in some aspect to deal with that confrontation and to deal with with and they've been through the experiences. So why not? Why don't we provide them with the resources to approach mental health things? And instead of calling them a police officer, call them a mental health officer or something else, you know, like branch them out and specialize them. I totally agree, man. Cause like in all of, in all of the stuff that I've read, I've only seen, it was like a, it was like a tweet from an officer somewhere in the States agreeing with defunding the police. But that was just like one instance of that I saw. Whereas like I, I would, I would like to talk to, to certain officers about this idea. Cause I am, I, I do think you need to listen to both sides of the table, even if one side of the table is increasingly wrong. I agree but, for sure. Just but, like with the country music thing. Yeah. It's just, it's just the right way to go about it in the long run. But I would like them to like, I don't know, like maybe cops feel like a lot of the situations they go to, they're not equipped to deal with and they would prefer someone else who That's is truth, trained man. to do it. Cause I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucked a lot of times. And like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I just got a badge last week and I'm coming to like this addict out of his mind, just like, I, I like, like, fuck, what do I do? Right? Like, I don't I know agree, how to, dude. my only, as a cop, my only solution here is to put him in cuffs and, and put him in like the drunk tank. Like that is yeah. what I can do as a cop. It's not going to help him though. Yeah. yeah. Man, I feel like with technology and it's, this is no excuse for society with the level of technology that we're at. And this could be done like boom tomorrow, just slap a body cam on, on the police officer that's handling these, these, uh, altercations or whatever you want to call them, uh, slap a professional in their ear, like, which is like an earpiece relaying them live feed. 
and get them to direct the interaction. That's cool to add that, man. That would be because you're right. You could totally do that. Like we have the technology to do we that. We have the technology to do that. We, Bro, we can, we can do can, that for free right I, now. I can go on to Twitch right now and see some dude IRL streaming in the middle of the street. <laughs> exactly. With, with literal people ta- messaging yeah. him on Twitch with what to do next or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got like 3000 people watching his phone stream or whatever. Like, come yeah. on, we can, we can do a professional in the ear of a cop. We can do that. We can do that. Like, and we can pay these professionals absorbent amounts because they're doing absolute phenomenal work and preventing. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm, I, I don't no, want to rant about this anymore. I'm going to get too passionate. But. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very serious conversation. It's, in a very, it's very important, but yeah, you get passionate talking about this. For sure. For sure. Let, let's, when this is, this is in the center of the conversation, man, you are. Let's, let's <laughs> move day. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope this doesn't elaborate as much as uh, that one did, but we'll jump on to one of the other topics you touched on in Hectic that I yeah. found interesting. You, you explicitly say this, sharing, sharing a bed with, uh, and I, I'm thinking it's your ex at the time or current ex. I don't know. I don't know how old the, the context of this song is. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, it was. Are you allowed uh, to talk about that? Or should, should we cut? Should we cut this from the from the interview? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It was not like a. Uh, it's it's not so much. It was based on a person. Um, okay. Okay. It's it's more it's more talking about like what's the best way to ex- it, it was like um, just kind of like a clean breakup. Not yeah, but it's like it's more of the idea of what I'm talking about in the first lines of of like I, I'm acknowledging certain things, but I'm we're still in bed. Like I am using it as a metaphor, and and yeah, there was a girl at the time with this issue, but the the two just overlapped. <laughs> Let's just say the two overlapped very well. Okay, and it became more of a symbol than an actual literal reference. Yeah, because I'm like, was her name Mary? No, I'm talking. I mean, I'm using a reference to weed there, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, maybe her name started with M, <laughs> or, or maybe it was a double entendre and her name was Mary. Who knows? Oh, maybe it, it was. That's man. up who to knows? the like, Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're just telling the story, bro. <laughs> whoever's listening, man, that's that's all you 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 put who, you put whatever face you need to there. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's move on to way back when. Your yeah. next one there. Let's let's hear about that. Man, this is this is I think to date my probably my this was probably my uh, favorite track to uh, to make. I will say <laughs> this one still holds the crown. Dude, I want to say that this is the this is the first track and maybe maybe the most track that kind of is like you like this this track is arc b so like this is like the the revelation after kind of fucking years of being bogged down or whatever you know it, what i mean it is i felt like the triumphant yeah, song i felt very in my element on this one I, it, 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 hey. like, it felt not forced at all it came so naturally and it just i was like yeah like this is this is me like this is just pure it wasn't i mean it was written i'm not gonna try and flex and say i freestyled this whole thing but yeah, like yeah. but like I, I i knew the hook right away like everything just came so smooth and i'm like all right well that kind of is an indicator to me that i'm i'm doing the right thing and this this is me now so yeah it's just uh it's just talking about me like i wouldn't say there's any bigger issue or like underlying theme i'm talking about. i'm just talking about me in this for real man and it's definitely a vibe in its entirety i'd say Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I still like bump. I, I know it's weird to listen to my own music, but this is what I'll still just bump in my car. You think it's a, you don't listen to your own music very I do, often? I, I do, but some people think it's weird, man. Like I've had, I've, I've like, I had the, the like playlist on shuffle with a girl in the car and like some I did came on and she's like, you listen to your own music. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, 
Fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm sick. You fuck yeah, I listen to my own music. <laughs> oh my god, man. That's like, that's like as if like a painter is not allowed to hang up their own paintings in their house. Yeah, like I get it, man. Like as artists, we are so self-deprecating and we love beating up on what we've done in the past, like poking holes in it and shit. But yeah. Some, but yeah. sometimes you just got to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Like, I agree, man. I honestly, dude, I'm on the side of being your own number one fan. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Because, like, yeah. obviously, when you're writing a song and making it, and especially recording it, and if you're especially in your, if you're involved in the mixing mastering process, you're hearing that fucking song a thousand times before anyone else hears it once. It's true, man. You, you and sometimes you get pretty like just deaf <laughs> to it at that point. Yeah, like, you're you not, lose the you, message. Well, yeah, and you're just you're not even like listening to it as as something emotional anymore. It's just like you feel like a machine at that point, just trying to pick out like, okay, that that tone didn't sound right. Oh, my breath should be cut. Like you know, all that kind of robotic shit. Yeah, I agree but then, with that. Yeah, when it finally does come out and you you're done, you've got it out of your system. Yeah, turn up like. Go wild. It's pretty yeah, it's pretty easy to find that passion for it when it's finally done, eh? Yeah, totally. Like it's every every track is a little piece of you you're throwing out and you had to throw it out for a reason, so enjoy it. There you go, man. I love that. And then uh after after all those those were all singles that we previously yeah. mentioned, right? Yeah. Then you dropped your uh first project. Yeah, yeah, it's a good to health. Good health. Man, and okay, this is this is where I found that this is where I came up with that idea that like your music is kind of just like a summary of like all the shit that you've been through and you've just like kind of you've literally summarized it and just made it easy access and it's like literally a manual to to all the shit that you've been through so that people don't have to like kind of go through that actualization themselves if they if they listen honestly yeah. obviously think, everybody yeah. has no sorry you first bro yeah no i'm just gonna say like because i i think this is really important i i don't think you can ever fully get somebody to get to that point by something you can do i mean it, at I the agree. end of the day it is something that they are gonna have to come to in their own way however if you can just share a little bit of your story maybe they can see some wisdom in it and and use that for themselves that's like that's for sure what should be done. because um, you can't really skip that experience of it actually happening to you you can just kind of get the understanding of why and how yeah and what happens next yeah and like everything i had done up to this point like i talked about a lot going on with me there's still lots more of that to to throw down at some point in time but like oh it, for sure you're, you're right it it, it 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 does come across intentionally as a very like step by step of where i was at in the process to getting here today um not all of it was glamorous not all of it was the dopest thing ever but like it's at least it's honest so yeah that's, oh, man, that's, yeah and that's exactly i think that's like, maybe maybe it's different uh based on who you're who you're talking to but i think that's what the art should always be about yeah totally and uh like to good health was, was yeah it was just like a collection of tracks i had like I, there was like four of the six that i had started kind of writing like simultaneously but then i added two onto it just to feel a little bit more complete and i had gotten like my cousin singing on a track and and lousy fiance singing on a track like it was just fun to get some people i knew finally wait a minute something yeah you're saying that all the vocals were orchestrated like you you planned those oh yeah absolutely like no um, way and you got like like, you got them recorded yeah yeah yeah. like um that's crazy sometimes sometimes they're my own vocals i'll just crush if it sounds right i I really don't think i mean i use a lot of auto tune i can't sing but (laughs) but like it sounds some some shit sounds good but but, uh no like my uh my my engineer's fiance she has a really great voice so 
when I was writing a song and I wrote the hook out, I know how I wanted it to sound, but it wasn't going to be able to, some, to be something I could sing. It just wouldn't sound right. But I, yeah. knew, I know she could do it. And again, like I knew my cousin was, he had like, he has like a really gravelly kind of almost like fucking Johnny Cash, but higher pitch voice. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this would be really cool to play with. Like I'm, I'm going to write a song so I can get him on it too. That's dope, man. And, and that's what I want to do more of. Like the, the more I can involve like the people around me and what I'm doing is like that, that shit makes me so happy happy um honestly man i just love seeing the different creative elements in in a track and and especially when finding out how they were added in the just like because it's not easy to get other people to work with you and it's not easy to like just orchestrate it perfectly you know yeah exactly and and yeah collaboration will save a project man it really will that's the truth so wait you're telling me like that voicemail recording in your track audi that was uh that's like was that an actual voice recording you got or was that just kind of like a planned skit uh we did that as a skit that, that's not like that's that wasn't, I, I wasn't just like kicking it in the studio and i got a voicemail and that's what it was no. and you're just like i'm gonna oust this bitch no i uh i had uh i had i had written that little skit and gotten a friend to do it the 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 woman you hear uh reciting it and she did a killer job man she did a sick job dude uh, that's, that's why she's... i thought it was real man that's why i had to ask well i i based it very loosely on on you know a couple of real voicemails i've had okay. in my life but, all right, uh, all right. but yeah man she i don't know how she did it man like she she uh, she stepped out of the studio to get in character and when she came back the look i saw in her eyes i was like oh fuck this is gonna be like the angriest thing i'm ever here in my life <laughs> How many takes? Uh, I want to say like six or seven. It was pretty quick. Six or seven? That's yeah. crazy. Because we, we stitched a, like we stitched some of it together, but For sure. uh, but yeah, I, I want to say like six or seven. That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> and listen, we're, we're, we actually don't have too much time in our session here. But is there anything else specifically you want to touch on in the in that project specifically before I touch on the things that I wanted? No, let's let's hop into what you want to chat about about it. Yeah. Okay. Because there, there's a, sp- a specific part to your. This is obviously you coming out as like this is this is me the artist this is our piece this is mm-hmm. like this is like that cohesive project and as you said you're going to start kind of doing more projects right yeah so this is that this is that first one yeah. and so this is this is where you kind of just have like your identity is out there like you got your your fucking heart is on the page dude yeah man and it seems like one of the big big steps behind that or at least it seems like something that you wanted to convey in this track was uh just kind of losing your ego oh dude 100% tell me about that i I think i think ego is poison um i i think it's just not it's 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 in this like the same line of of having pride for no reason i agree dude it's the same it's the same kind of poison that they're telling us ah fuck no never mind i I was getting off and around (laughs) thought okay go on it's a poison yeah it's just it's it's not something you need to focus on a ton. I think that is like the definition of getting lost in your own sauce. And it's just, you, I don't believe you can be objective about your work and who you are if you've got a fat head. Um, and the worst part about it is you stop listening to people. That is by far the worst part of having an ego is you just stop listening. You stop taking criticism. Yeah. You just, you just think you're too good and it's not true. Man. So, so tell me about your, your own personal ego, what it was like, and then how you kind of were able to shed that. Yeah. My, my thing was like, in terms of my ego, it wasn't, I was thinking I was the shit. It was the opposite. I, I kept being down to the dumps of like, Oh, I'm, I'm not that dope. 
And that was also a bit of my ego getting to me. Um, like, you know, like, is this going to be the wrong thing? Is this going to yeah. put me in the wrong way in life? Like all this stuff. And, and to me, that's, like with, that's your music, ego. with approaching music. Yeah. Yeah. With like, with, with dropping the, what I thought I was going to do for the longest time and, and hopping just head first into this. Um, okay. I, I mean, I, like wholeheartedly 100% was the right way thing to do. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree hundred percent. But yeah, that, that like little voice telling you not to sometimes is your ego because who am I? Like if I'm an artist, like that's what I am. I don't have anything really to worry about. I'm just producing me. If people like it, that's great. If they don't, well, that's life. That's fucking awesome, man. And I find that once you, once you're able to do that with yourself, you're able to engage in more genuine connection with the world around you as well. Yeah. You stop taking things too seriously. Um, and, and you start really, really listening to people. Um, which is like a hard, weirdly enough, a very hard thing to learn. I agree. And so one of the things that are one of the main statements in your track, letting it out is, uh, I'll only stick to folks who, oh, I'll only stick to folks helping me out and haters repelling me now. Those are two main concepts of that track, or at least the ones that I pulled. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like if, if people, the people around you are going to make or break you, I believe, especially when you're pursuing something like this, um, yes, men will be toxic. Um, people who try to leech off of you will be toxic, but, but also too, like if the people around you don't genuinely want the best for you, then those are not the people to have around you. It's just the way it is. And sometimes it's hard to cut ties with those folks, but you got to that's the truth, man. And that, and you've stated that through your music time and time again. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes that's family and like, sometimes you got to do it. Like, it's just tough. It's tough. I really sympathize with people who've had to do it because I've had to do it and it's not fun. I agree, man. No one's really safe when it comes to kind of like having to give them space, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, man. That's, that's crazy. Is, is there anything in particular that you'd like to talk about just before we sign off here? Cause we are running out of time. Any, anything you want to address, anything you're super passionate about, anything? you want to shout out literally anything you want to say at the end yeah here. yeah for sure i mean i want to thank you absolutely for having me on first first and foremost i, I had of a blast course. doing this today this was really dope uh I hope, I, I hope i get to talk to you again um yeah we gotta have some set we, there's, there, I, we went off on some tangents i think we could have our own episode so yeah dude i agree <laughs> i 100 percent agree yeah um but yeah i want to i want to i want to shout out my family my friends who have got me to where i'm at uh especially like my engineer lousy chris like you're the reason you're the reason i'm doing this man can't can't thank you enough for that um and and we got so much dope shit coming up it's great um and uh yeah like i've, I've got uh three tracks dropping next friday like this coming friday just a small little project i put together called lazy um La- lazy's out on july 24th just a quick three tracks I'm, I'm working on my first album i'm trying to get that out before the end of summer so stay tuned for that and uh I, i'm i got a music i got my first music video coming out soon too no way when uh we're we're we're, we're just wrapping it up i don't want to i don't want to give a date just yet because i don't even know the date just yet but i will say it is uh it's it's for way back when and oh. uh yeah so that that's coming soon that's coming soon that's awesome man i know i'm excited i can tell you that thank you again so much for joining me here Arc peace yeah i for appreciate sure, bro. you so much yeah all right bro. you too man take it easy yeah take it easy and that is Arik Peace, everybody. If you want to learn some more information about him, you can go to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash Arik Peace. That's A-R-I-K-P-E-A-C-E. And Arik has given us a little taste of, uh, actually, he's given us an entire track of something unreleased. Maybe it'll be released by the time that you're hearing this, but this track is called Questions. Thank you.
the most intriguing discoveries of modern science is the fact that there is nothing in this world that even approaches what might be called truly solid. This is the landscape that I'm interested in portraying. What are you two doing sitting there? I'm also not only portraying it, but I'm working in the style of it. Information is power. Got a lot of questions, so you know I'm being honest. Now depression keep increasing when the drugs are staying honest. When we cry between the wheezing, yeah, I call it hydrophonics. And I know this shit ain't easy, but I hate off limit topics. Your lives can fall to pieces, and no one can seem to stop it. Even I don't have a reason, so please tell me if you spotted. Imperfection is the season, I'm the furthest thing from flawless. But one day I'll have the answers, and my peace will turn to profit. How we gon' start out on something we didn't even know? How we gon' puff up on something we didn't even grow? How we gon' show up when all we know is how it flow? How we gon' blow? up if I go fuck the status quo why you wanna hate on every single thing we did why you wanna take out every single thing I hid when I follow destiny carpe diem where I slid why you asking all these questions just shut up and let me live see if I wanna succeed and fill my bank up with money it's just seeming to me my enemy is named comfy I wanna be all I can be but my balance is clumsy so I studied Charlie C since it helps to be funny dictated conviction please just stop and listen like a sniper shooting blind you don't know what you're missing Hitting an instant, shooters enlisted. Look far enough ahead and you distance a vision. I'm coming for you clowns and you don't even know it. Cause I'm aiming down my sound and my vision is loaded. Shot my head into the clouds, I really hope that you notice. Cause I have a lot of questions and I'm losing my focus. How we gon' start out on something we didn't even know? How we gon' pop up on something we didn't even grow? Well, how we gon' show up when all we know is how I flow? How we gon' blow up if I go fuck the status quo? Why you wanna hate on every single thing we did? Why you wanna take out every single thing I hid? When I follow destiny, carpe diem where I slid. Why you asking all these questions? Just shut up and let me live. Yeah. Oh, what's up? Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think. It's not so bad. Well, why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. Get an insight and you know Well, the whole thing for you, you know. Let's hurry and finish this guy off. I'm ready for these lessons to be over.